This podcast is created and produced by Innovator. If you're looking to cut back or eliminate hot work on your next job, or for all of your industrial services needs, visit innovator.ca. Hello and welcome to the Industrial Innovators Podcast, hosted by founder and CEO of Innovator, Don Cooper. I am Wyatt McPherson, I produce this show, and this week we have got our friends from Norway and business associates of Don's from IK Norway the creators of an innovative new technology known as the add-on gate valve, which is what they will be discussing today. So let's hear what they have to say. Good day, everyone. This is Don Cooper, and this is the Industrial Innovators Podcast. And today, I'm really excited to have my friends from Norway on our call. And we're going to be talking about a new technology uh, called add-on gate valve that was invented and um, uh, and introduced globally to uh, the industrial space by my partners, uh, IK Norway. And today, I have uh, two of the team from IK Norway on the call. Uh, gentlemen, why don't you introduce yourselves? Yeah, hi. My name is uh, Kenneth Lautweit. I'm a business development and sales manager for IK Norway. Mm-hmm. And uh, I am Kjetil Omot, and I am the uh, innovator of uh, the AOGV, and I'm also the principal engineer for the for the area. So I'm very happy to have this opportunity to talk to you guys. That's great. So we've got the guy who invented the technology and is the chief engineer, and we got the lead uh, the the lead guy who needs to bring it to the marketplace. Mm-hmm. So this is fantastic, guys. We've been talking about doing this show for a while, and ever since I saw Add on Gate Valve. In, uh, in your shop in Stavanger about 18, 24 months ago now. Um, I've been excited to get this um, out to our audience and out to our customers in North America because I think what you've done with that technology is, is, is really, uh, is really a, a wonderful combination of a whole range of specialty services technologies that solves a very unique problem for customers. So why don't we uh, start off and uh, and talk about you know who is IK and uh, what your uh, what your company history and focus is all about? Yeah, uh, IK is a is a leading supplier in, uh, within um, within uh, isolating and uh, repair of pipe and pipeline for both uh, topside and and um, and subsea, and it's a Norwegian-owned company uh, based in Stavanger. We also have some uh, some uh, offices in, uh, in in England and Scotland, and some uh, smaller offices in uh, in US and uh, Middle East and and Far East. Uh, we are doing a lot of uh, of products and services, uh, uh, yeah, within uh, within the pipe and pipeline isolation services, and also as I said, the um, subsea repairs. So the AODE was is a part of the pipeline. And pipe isolation services. So uh, that's what we're going to talk about today. Awesome. Yeah. Um, how long has uh, IK been in business in Norway from the from the beginnings? Since eighty seven. Mm-hmm. Could that be right? Yep. Nineteen eighty seven. So actually, okay. uh, yeah. so a 30, 33 year old old business, well established. Yeah. Uh, started off. Um, I, I assume started off your business servicing the North Sea and offshore platforms. Was that your primary focus when, when, uh, when you started? 
Uh, get it started with the subsea part, didn't it, uh, Kjetil? With the repair uh, clamps mm. and... Uh, mm. Yeah. So we, okay. So, yeah. So, so the, the, the company is built around the subsea department and uh, all, the, all the other departments is actually uh, coming out of from that. Right. Natural progressions of it. I mean, we, uh, in episode two of our podcast, we had uh, your colleagues from uh, IKUK. We, uh, Innovator has been working with IKUK for, uh, for nine years on the isolation and test plug side. Uh, we work with, we, we own a lot of, of your technology in that space um, for top side uh, piping, isolation, and testing. So this is, you know, you guys focus on a different area of the business. Um, and what we're going to talk about today is the add-on gate valve um, and that isolation technology that you guys have uh, innovated and and, uh, and revolutionized um, as a, you know, I think it's it's a particular technology that stands alone in its field. So why don't you tell uh, everyone uh, what is the add-on gate valve? Uh, well, the add-on gate valve, as as it's a kind of a, a name, uh, a device that you put uh, on a piece of piping. We're looking for a flange, and on that flange, we uh, we clamp ourselves onto it, and we separate the flanges, and we introduce a blind in it, and we can do this on a pressurized system. So, um, so, and we're coming from the, from the history point of view. We are we are really experienced uh, builders of bespoke clamps. So as long as as we don't stroke the the, the flanges apart, uh, it is a clamp basically a, pr a pressure holding clamp. So right. it, it is a mechanical device that we put over a pair of flanges, and uh, then we can manipulate that pair of flanges the same way you would do if you had pressurized, depressurized, and gas-freed the system. And that is indeed the purpose of the tool. Yeah, I mean, when I looked at the technology, you know, it, it's kind of a hybrid of a leak containment device that you put around the flanges. Then it uh, allows you to actually remove the bolts from that flange. It's got an integral flange spreading system to allow you to spread apart those flanges. Mm -hmm. And then you've essentially got the the bonnet portion of a valve that allows you to insert a spade um, and isolate that that system while it's still under full pressure. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And uh, and but but the, the fundamental thinking is to do uh, the same thing. I mean, putting in a blind space a spade or a, a blind flange is trivial when you have de decompressed the system. Right, and then the but the, that's very a very time-consuming and expensive process. So, so 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 the purpose there is, is to reduce or indeed avoid uh, the, the need for for having to do that at least with a full system. Right. So uh, so that that's kind of the window, but we'll come to that later, I guess. But the, the, there is a great interest in the market. I could I can tell you. Well, I I I would imagine just from. Uh, you know, my experience that there's there's likely thousands and thousands of applications out there where mm -hmm. clients need to keep running and don't have an isolation point. So yeah. uh, I think you've you know as you're as you're proving out each application that you're doing, I think you're just building momentum. Yeah. Um, so Kachia, why don't you tell us how this idea was conceived and why? Like, where did 
how did you come up with this concept and uh, and what were the drivers behind it? I, I think it's uh, it's a mix between my if, if I, I mean I, I'll use a bit of I uh, uh, just because I started off the ID <laughs> but and I think my my background matters because I um, uh, my first employment was with an oil company and uh, I worked for them for like 13 years and I spent five years uh, offshore as a maintenance superintendent so I've seen kind of the client side right. and I went to someone looking a bit more like yourself. Uh, uh, a main contractor who is uh, is performing um, more more MMO type of business, and sit, sitting uh, uh, in front of the of the the, the operator and uh, and performing that work, and then indeed ending up now in uh, finding IK uh, as a specialist company, and being responsible for the area of uh, live isolations, main freeze plugs and hot top and stopple in particular. Uh, we, I took part in a, in a number of HACCPs because once you involve working uh, on pressurized systems, uh, the safety aspect uh, really grows on uh, on everybody. I mean, we, you do get. I mean, you you would know that as well. You do get a lot of attention. There's a so, lot of attention and uh, and a lot of time spent on um, job safety analysis and safety meetings and hot work considerations. Absolutely. And, and and when you're operating on live systems, it's it's safety, it's quality, it's engineering, it's operations, it's uh, it's an all hands on deck sort of activity. Absolutely. Yeah. And then when you sit there with a lot of people, then then you appreciate that okay, the reason for doing the hot up and stopple or the freeze plug or what have you of uh, of uh, of kit is to go and unbolt that flange. So can right. we go? Can we go directly and unbolt that flange? <laughs> How do we right. do that? And then back to the experience of building all these bespoke uh, clamps. Okay, then then we started. And I think it's worthwhile also mentioning the subsea leg that we are standing on, um, and that involves remote operations. Right. Uh, remote here means inside a pressure uh, compartment, but but remote is remote regardless the distance. Mm. You right. can't see it, you can't touch it, but we are quite used to. To, to, to operating. So, so we do install complicated clamps, subsea, 800, 1000 meters below sea level. Uh, we make them work. So, so we, we also have that experience. So I'd say uh, I, we support this idea on almost all the aspects of, of this company. So, so it's, it's kind of, it's the background as an oil, uh, uh, oil company main, maintainer, but it, it's also um, the areas, the, the topics that we 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 know in uh, in IK Norway, uh, so so that there's a wide uh, experience to to draw on, right. and also also our uh, contact with, with the end users because of course we have been talking to them as we went along. So that's uh, that's the background. So how about the first um, the first application and the design for for the first add-on gate valve? What what was the drivers for that particular situation? What what was the client facing, and how did you guys get to this place where? Yeah, it's, uh, that's interesting. We we we. I mean, I've been scribbling on newspapers. My wife have been asking, "Can I throw this away?" And and once it's kind of solved, you, know, you can just throw it away. But I know actually. I mean, it's, it's a sidetrack, but 
it annoys me that they put so much uh, black on the white paper because there's so little to draw on. <laughs> <laughs> but apart from that, uh, uh, we I made some initial sketches, and then I have a, a, a guy. They they say he draws what I what I think. Uh, he's definitely a contributor as well. But but um, we made some initial sketches, and then we had a client, and it's it is E and I. The Italians uh, actually we we presented a paper on OTC two years ago uh, together with them so uh, on the AOGV so so I, we can disclose them and um, and uh, a colleague was was uh, we were testing in the workshop some uh, different jobs and and this uh, this uh, guy he said okay we have a 24 inch uh, line we have a three inch branch can you put something in there that uh, would isolate uh, a heat exchanger? And I said, we can certainly put something through a three inch uh, into a 24 inch, but it won't do any, any it job. It won't do much, yeah. Uh, no, no. Uh, but, but, uh, but we, do, we, we do have a concept that we are uh, sketching on. Uh, we'd like you to, uh, to, to, to look at that and, uh, and, and to cut it short, uh, one of the best earlier comments we got uh, presenting this uh, this AOGV was, it's about time someone did this. Because it's it, about it, time, yeah. Yes, uh, yeah. It, it's a mature idea in, in a way because... That because, was exactly how I saw it when I saw it in your shop. I'm like, how genius, it's about time. That was exactly what I said to John in your shop when I saw this. Yeah. Because I mean, you would do that with uh, with a spade. Uh, I, mean, you, I mean, the reason for inventing the spectacle blind is to to have it available when you need it. So right. the, 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 the 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 spade in a, in a pair of flanges, it's 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 older than the flange probably. So, um, but then doing it uh, on a pressure system, that's kind of the new thing. So, so this uh, this heat exchanger that needed isolating was this on an offshore platform? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So this was an offshore, but you know, many of many of our listeners, and obviously this is well, this is a this goes to Cloudlandia, and you know, available to anyone in the world, you know, land or sea or subsea. Um, uh, but you know, an application of needing to isolate a heat exchanger and not having an isolation point, I think anyone with an industrial piping facility in any uh, in any location can. Uh, can appreciate the value in that. I mean, and and it, I find it interesting that um, that it was twenty four inch first. Uh, you know, you talk about your first application, go big or go home. Um, you know, you didn't bo you didn't bother to start off with a three or four inch like you would see with some technologies. You know, you know, after you go to twenty four inch, everything underneath that, you know, should be easier, right? Absolutely. Uh, one one would hope. So I, I was out, I was impressed right from the get go that you guys started. With such a large application but I can appreciate it because I remember um, I have a client who built a brand new multi-billion dollar uh, oil upgrader um, uh, 18 years ago and um, you know and part of their capital budget didn't allow for them to put a valve everywhere to isolate mm -hmm. every single piece of equipment it just that's just not realistic mm -hmm. some of those isolations um, as they learn what they need um, some of that becomes sustaining capital projects or maintenance budgets, so they don't have an isolation everywhere. Mm. And I had an exact application like this where I had to do two 24-inch isolations and two 18-inch isolations 
on for just so they could isolate heat exchangers so they could pull and clean those bundles because they were getting fouling faster than they anticipated. Hmm. And we didn't have your technology because it hadn't you hadn't invented it yet. Hmm. So we, we had to do hot taps and line stops. Yeah. And it was it was a very you know it was a very significant project. Hmm. Uh, so you know this exact application when I saw what you did and the 24 inch was the the first use case and it was for a, a heat exchanger isolation I instantly went and found <laughs> myself a, an, a, a, an identical application where I had to do manufacturing of hot tap fittings welding isolating all all of the complications of rigging and and cutting and welding and and funny enough I still have the pictures there were brake flanges that could have used your technology. There just wasn't a valve. Yep. Also, we can say that they uh, yeah, actually used this nine times now. Mm -hmm. Nine isolations are done on the mm -hmm. same uh, on yeah, the same platform. It's done regularly. Yeah, they do it. So they use so they use this particular bespoke tool to regularly isolate that system. Yep. Yes, that's it's, that's fantastic. It's also part of their philosophy not to have a valve in that uh, position of of the plant. Okay. So, Any particular reason? Is it weight, design, weight, or? And actually, yeah. I mean the the the, the other thing we are uh, replacing uh, with this technology is the um, the, uh, uh, the the isolation valves gone bad. Right. There, oh there yeah. Are still a number of valves out there, but they they go bad. There's, there, there, there's none of those in the world. <laughs> you know, um, I heard about one not, there. <laughs> I, you know, my my online services leak repair team. Um, I you know I think all of their homes, their children, their meals are uh, are funded on the back of valve issues. <laughs> Val, you know, gates that start passing, bonnets that start leaking. Um, you know, I mean that's. You know, it's a failure point. You know, it, it's you know, it it has sealing components and packings, and so it's a you know between that or pipe. You know, it's designed to be the the failure point. You know, not that anyone ever wants it, but it happens, and it happens likely for every one of our listeners on some valve every single day in their facility. Oh yeah, absolutely. So if there's only one valve failing on each installation, there's a lot of valves. Right. And we, we just replaced seven butterfly valves on a tank top uh, of an FPSO, uh, a production vessel uh, in the North Sea as well, uh, mm -hmm. with, with, an, uh, with a I mean, sli slightly modified but still uh, usable AOGV. And we, mm -hmm. we, we again split the flanges, uh, relieved, uh, we pulled the, the butterfly valve into the launcher, isolated ourselves from the system, took, picked it out, inserted a new one into the launcher and then into the system and, uh, and retorked the plungers. So uh, same that, thing. Uh, that same upgrader that I was talking about where I had to do those hot taps um, many years ago that were on heat exchangers, you know, the other thing that I saw them do from a cost point of view is, you know, from a design standpoint, they, they used a lot of butterfly valves which are not great for isolation. They're, they're generally good for throttling, but they're not very good for, for maintaining great seals. And over the course of the first couple of years of that facility, we had to change out a lot of butterfly valves because they just weren't providing the level of isolation that, that, that the operations team needed. Hmm. Uh, so so let's, let's talk about um, 
the the customer applications that you are currently working on you know the range of you know the, where it is and why it is and uh, and the economic sort of uh, the ROI you know reasons for uh, add-on gate valve versus shutting down or hot tap or whatever mm -hmm. uh, why don't you share with us what you've done so far with add-on gate valve we kind of started to say that we have actually isolated or installed or isolated 24 uh, times now. Mm -hmm. And I think we have uh, six or seven different tools. So we have uh, we have done a two-inch job. We have uh, done a four-inch job, uh, an eight-inch uh, high pressure. Mm -hmm. uh, we have the 12-inch uh, tool. Mm -hmm. And we have the 16-inch that Shettle uh, just mentioned, the butterfly tool. And we have built an 18-inch and a 20-inch. We haven't done a 20-inch job uh, yet, but we have done an 18-inch. And we have this 24-inch, mm -hmm. the, uh, the, the first tool we made. Mm -hmm. So, so you've, you've kind of covered 2 through 24-inch in terms of both applications and design in terms of a range. Mm -hmm. um, now... From a pressure standpoint, I know the 24-inch, I believe, was a 300-pound rated system, mm -hmm. but your 8-inch system, the 8-inch one you referred to, that was a high-pressure system. What was the rating of that system? It's a 900-pound rating but and, uh, and uh, 150 bar. Uh, 150 bar pressure, mm -hmm. okay. And it was actually performed on 150 bar in the field. We will say, so from uh, a... I would say that the, the, the standard tools is going to be from 1 to 24 inch yeah. uh, for the 150 and 300 class. And for the high pressure class, we're going to say that the standard tool is going to be from 1 to 8 inch, right. up to 150 bar. Yeah. Well, and most, most high pressure systems tend to be smaller diameter piping. Yeah, you don't absolutely. see, you know, unless you're going into a real high pressure pipeline, mm -hmm. um, mo most top sides, uh, most... Uh, land-based facilities, all of their 600, 900, 1500 pound systems, for the most part, mm. are, are uh, smaller diameters, mm. you know, two, two four, six, eight. Mm. Um, and of course, and then uh, for, for all of my clients on shore, um, I would say 95%, maybe even close to 99% of where they would need something like this is gonna be 24 inch and under. Mm. Um, you know, they do have, um, you know, when I think about uh, land-based facilities, you know, there's some 30 and 36-inch um, cooling water systems, and there's some 42, 48, and maybe 60-inch flare systems, Yeah, yeah. right? They're, they're, and they're generally 150, sometimes 300-pound rated, not very high pressure for the most part. Mm -hmm. But if I was to guess even though your standard range is up to 24 inch, those are, those would be bespoke applications that you would look at on a case by case basis, right? Yeah. Yep. And, and uh, quite often, I mean, back to the high pressures, no, normally the, the pressure can be negotiated as well. The, the real, uh, right. the real uh, operating pressure. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We, we, we did some composite um, repair at, uh, at the mining side of an upgrader uh, just recently and uh, while we were while we were in the repair uh, phase, 
they were able to throttle down pressure and flow to accommodate the way we needed to do the repair. And right. that, you know, and, we, and then we restored full operating pressure. You know, the act of doing the the carbon fiber composite repair that we did allowed the customer to actually, you know, uh, re-rate their system back up to full operating pressure. So yeah. customers have those abilities. Um, but you know, on the um, on the point of the uh, the value proposition, obviously, I think anyone who listens and can uh, relate to the need for isolation is going to get this. I have no, I mean, there's going to be listeners who listen in on this and have no idea about piping isolation and that's okay. This is simply, this will be a great way to educate them. But for our customers who have piping and, and, and have, have isolations, they're going to, they're going to be able to see the value instantly, but let's talk about the return on investment and the real, the economic conditions of why, this is better than shutting down or why this is um, this has a really great uh, uh, you know what are what is the customer facing when they need to do this kind of work mm-hmm. I th- what's, I th- what's their what's their alternative that makes this such a valuable proposition uh, the alternative I mean the old alternative is a shutdown right kind of that that's where that's how it was built. It was built uh, without pressure, and then pressure was introduced at at the early stage. So that's my kind of obvious. Th- then you have, uh, as you mentioned, the hot up and stopple uh, uh, freeze plugs, and you can introduce plugs and stuff in, into the system wherever you have a launching uh, option. Mm-hmm. But generally speaking, a lot of this work is is performed during shutdowns. Uh, and uh, with one of the super majors, we are in the toolbox for for shortening their shutdowns from 21 to 20 days. Just just uh, reducing the uh, shutdown by one day is a great value. Well, absolutely. I mean, if they if they understand what they're producing, mm-hmm. um, depending on the gas or the barrels or the energy that they're producing that day, that they they may have a lost production rate of. Well, millions of dollars a day. Yeah. Hmm. So, uh, so, so, so that is part of it. Another uh, aspect that we see when we sell it, when we, we were out uh, talking early, uh, early in the phase, is that this it costs more money than uh, normally the mechanical supervisor has in his pocket. Right. So, so and and the upside uh, is somewhere else in the organization. So you need to find find one who kind of sees the ID, sees the application, looks outside his own pocket and his own own department and, and go to talk to people and say, okay, there is a method here. Uh, let's make a business case and see see if it works and, and if we should take it outside of the of the shutdown. So so you you need to to find those guys in this organization who is wanting to do something out of the old, uh, standard uh, package. Uh, and we have some really good uh, friends out in different companies now, who who uh, who, who 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 like this challenge of going uh, some corridors, maybe up a couple of steps uh, to a different level in 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 their uh, office, building and and promoting this idea. And I think I think the time time because we we are working uh, closely now with real projects. Uh, with three of the super majors, uh, and uh, and and the, in particular one of them, based on on your continent, uh, uh, says that okay, five years ago we wouldn't go with new technology as early as this, but mm-hmm. 
point number one, it's a good idea. And secondly, times have changed. Uh, and, and these guys also have programs or they have methods of approving this technology. We thought from a market point of view that that it would be the newcomers, the, 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 the leaner organizations that would take on this. They, they were more business oriented. Right. But, but actually, we, we have seen that it is the, the, the really big ones who have environments uh, with, with competence, uh, com competence just sitting and evaluating things going on. And these are the ones, they have small steps, but they take regular steps towards uh, an application. And that, that I think that, that we also benefit from that in, in maturing the product because I mean, there's one uh, thing we will talk about this uh, this keyword that you have about the, the ten key elements that we we uh, we uh, think they should. Have. Frankly, they've asked a lot of questions that we even didn't. There, well, we 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 didn't know. We didn't know. Sure. Well, that's, uh, a, they, they, that's, they really that's interesting that you say that, you know, we, we frame the, our, our podcast by, you know, wanting to understand the technology and then covering frequently asked questions and then really asking, you know, what are the, what are the one to 10 things the customers aren't asking, but should, because yeah. it's all about having a, an innovator's mindset to think about, you know, how do I need to run my business differently? And what, what I found, um, over the over my career, and particularly over the history of, of our company, Innovator, is we've introduced a lot of new technology over the years. And for the big players, what you what you call the super majors, they tend to be slow to adopt. Mm -hmm. It's a very complicated, uh, <clears throat> very complicated organization to navigate to figure out who are the right people who are going to sponsor change? Because a lot of the time, you know, the, the people who need to isolate that set of brake flanges are generally maintenance people, maintenance managers who have a maintenance budget, who have standard operating pro, uh, procedures to work within, and uh, conservative budgets that don't take into account lost production from, from the organization as a potential. Absolutely. Uh, or, or, or maybe even the capability to, to have management of change uh, authority relative to the way you know their standard operating practices or their engineering practices mm -hmm. but what I'm noticing um, in the last few years and uh, particularly in the last five years as you know after we had sort of the the oil crash of of 13 and 14 and everyone adopt uh, adapting to a, a new a new uh, phase in in energy um, is that the super majors are looking for ways to be different now than the, probably more than I've ever seen in my life. And mm -hmm. they're faster to adopt. They do have um, engineering evaluation teams who are focused on innovation. And if you can find those people mm -hmm. and incorporate them into those individual use cases, there seems to be some really interesting, um, interesting traction and attention to innovation that I haven't seen um, in the first 20 years of my career. I've certainly seen a lot more of that in the last five. Yeah, <clears throat> absolutely, absolutely. And and I think we see groups of um, applications, if you like. Uh, LNG, I think, is uh, is, is quite a, uh, an interesting area. And we are working on, uh, on uh, well, we, we have completed one, which was butane, so we were not that far down, but 
but this was on a loading station for uh, for export to to a harbor and we had 11 kilometers of pipeline going over the hills up to the plant and I mean technically speaking the I mean draining that was one thing but refilling it right getting rid of the gas pockets on top and stuff to to really to to, to get it back in operation uh, or to avoiding to empty it uh, had a great value for them uh, so, uh, same as uh, we are working on real LNG with minus uh, 163 Celsius, which is the, the, the real uh, LNG uh, in a terminal somewhere. And, uh, and we are still, uh, we're still, there's one leak. I mean, going back to, to, um, to the AOGV, we, we seal around the circumference of the flange. Right. Uh, and, and we take the movement inside uh, the tool. Uh, but with with minus uh, 163, or actually we we tested with li liquid nitrogen, so uh, so we are a bit below. But at six bars, that's minus 175. So mm -hmm. uh, so we're, we're just below the the real temperature. But elastomers uh, don't behave very well at those temperatures. So so we have uh, we have quite an ex uh, extensive testing program to get there. But actually, we are going to to uh, to pick out uh, at the drain line of the flare knockout drum on this uh, terminal mm -hmm. because it, it's sloping the wrong direction so that they can't uh, it's, it's boiling there forever when they have a slug coming but but avoiding to shut down and then having to restart an LNG plant is is, is quite a hefty thing so or the restart is a hefty thing so that that is of, of great value uh, for them and then uh, the other one, cases is normally having to not having a, don't have to have have the need to to shut down the plant. Mm. They could go, but we're also working on a on a heating medium case where we are up to two hundred degrees Celsius. I mean, you guys have to convert it into your Fahrenheit. But, but, oh uh, well, you know, it's uh, it depends on the listeners. You know, we're in Canada, and, uh, and 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 when it comes to the metric and imperial system, we are confused <laughs> because <laughs> you, know, <clears throat> you know we 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 deal in kilometers and liters, and then we deal in Celsius. But I'm six foot tall, and I weigh X number of pounds. <laughs> and you know, you know, I, I tell you what's really interesting is when you get client um, client uh, engineering packages, and it'll it'll list millimeters and inches and thousandths of an inch and foot <laughs> yeah. pounds and Newton meters on the same document. All right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Depending on what they're doing, you know, but, but I always right. find that it, it's a 24 inch gasket on 600 millimeter pipe is always. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that, that, uh, yeah, that, that, that's really confusing Met metric. But you know, so, you know, the, uh, the, you know, uh, everyone has a, has some sort of a smartphone and, uh, <laughs> you can quick you can quickly convert Celsius and Fahrenheit. I uh, think the point is that what you're saying we we talked about diameters mm -hmm. and we've talked about pressures and you've gone you know moderate pressures and high pressure and now I think what you're saying is is that you've you've either executed or working on executing uh, the coldest of the cold and some very hot applications. So add on add on gate valve can kind of be looked at in a lot of sizes, a lot of pressures, and a lot of temperatures, which gives customers a wide range of places where it can be applied. Yep. When we get down the, the line of presenting things, uh, I say, if you can build a flange for the application, I can build the AOGV. 
And, you know, that makes that simple, right? Yeah. Not, not, not simple to do, but simple to answer. <laughs> um, let, let's talk a little bit about, um, about what this can bring to clients in, in terms of time, safety, productivity, cost-effectiveness. I think that, um, I mean, you, you always have the shutdowns. Um, that is coming three-yearly or five-yearly or what have you. Um, and then you have some issues that you want to, to fix. And then you, ha- you are loading a lot of equi- uh, tasks on top of each other. So when it's kind of nine months until the shutdown, you put everything in the shutdown. And then three months ahead of the shutdown, you see it's too big. If you're offshore, you can't uh, house them. And I mean, how many people can you load on top of each other? So you need to normally to, to, to take it down. But I think one one uh, one selling point that we use is to uh, to to bring work forward because I mean something has happened, and you have four years to to the to, to the option of getting back to full performance. Right. Uh, if you can if you can offer uh, an operation that that will bring this uh, forward, like in six months rather than in 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 uh, two and a half years later or three and a half years later. That is is a window of of opportunity for us, and and likewise. So so I mean, one one thing is to, is to wait for the shutdown if you have to make it, but 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 if if this creates a loss, uh, in that period, that that is something to to uh, to to uh, to look at. So 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 bringing work out of shutdowns is one thing, but also bringing it forward so that that you can bring your 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 plant up to to full full speed again, mm. I think is is uh, is one of, one of the biggest. And then then we 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 try to be a bit careful. We work with and again we see at the, the small guys that they they want some assistance to putting figures together. I mean you, you look at uh, production figures and and the loss uh, of production and uh, and what what can you can you help them with? Again the bigger ones they do this on their own. Mm-hmm. They, they they make their own business case and see the, that 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 um, yeah this is this is worth worth the thing and and normally we we get some feedback afterwards that kind of uh, ten times a hundred times uh, the input is 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 what what's won it's still a, a decision for them to go it's still I mean that they haven't used it normally they haven't at least not uh, uh, many times. So that's the element I would call it of uncertainty of, of the technology, but but once they they, they get there and 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 the if the the results we get, we say okay, it, it was really an easy a simple decision to to make to to do it. Right. I'm not saying we can milk this market for anything, but that, that's not where we are. Indeed, I mean, uh, but we we will reuse the tools. We will have repetitive use of uh, of the same tools or tools or slightly modified to get access to a valve or something is coming in the in, in the way. We are in a phase now of building a fleet of tools, so it will take a while before we have the whole fleet built. But mm-hmm. uh, that's the idea to have a fleet available mm-hmm. for 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 rent. So this is. I mean, I mean, these are these are significant investments. Uh, the, these yeah. pieces of capital, they are you know very. Uh, very integral leak containment devices 
mm. that have fl hydraulic flange spreading capabilities that have inter you know that isolate all of the bolt holes that um, allow you to effectively turn a flange into a valve temporarily. So mm. you know it, it, it's certainly um, you know signif significant and and very very intricate engineering. So mm. over time, I mean, every time you do a job. Um, you're building your suite of capabilities for future jobs. Um, and, you know, the, the idea of, um, you know, these are not uh, come and do it tomorrow sort of activities. These are, these are projects. Um, so it isn't like you're going to, you know, from a, from a new technology or we have, or from a customer point of view, I haven't done it before. Um, you've done 24 of these projects. Mm -hmm. Those are 24 major projects. Those, these are not 24 sending a crew out for the day, um, sort of routine specialty isolation projects like a test plug. This is, this is, a, these are significant, you know, planning activities. Um, so I, I'm actually quite impressed. You've done 24 mm -hmm. in the last couple of years. Cause that, that's a pretty, that's a pretty good run rate. You're, you're effectively, you're effectively doing one a month. Yeah, um, yes, really. But as, as you said, it is a bigger project because yeah. we need to know when we're coming out with a tool that it's actually fit and, mm -hmm. and, and it's able to do the job. So mm -hmm. it's uh, we always kick off with uh, with uh, some info, with basic info we need, some pictures, isometric and uh, and PNIDs, mm -hmm. and then we will recommend to do a survey. To be to be absolutely sure that uh, we have enough space to 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 uh, to install the tool and operate mm -hmm. the tool. Mm -hmm. Right. We need to know what gasket type we are going to remove because in the procedure we first remove the old seal, whatever that is, a, a ring joint or a fiber gasket or a, a spiral one, which are the kind of the most common ones, and then uh, after that we. Um, Insert a spade, isolate, and then eventually we put in uh, we put in uh, a new gasket and new bolts in in the flange. So when we leave it, it's it's back to uh, original status. I'd, maybe, I'd like maybe better. <laughs> yeah, well, it should Probably. be. It should be. I'd like to talk a bit also about um, building them because we uh, we comply with the European uh, Pressure Equipment Directive. Right. Uh, and and there is a, a standard uh, called EN13445, which effectively is the same as ASMA 8 Division 2, if we get a bit nerdy about facts and, yeah. and data. And we have uh, analysis. We'll, we'll, we'll have lots of nerdy clients listening in, so in, in referencing, <laughs> the, referencing the, uh, the European and the, uh, the North American standards will help everyone have a frame of reference on the, on the, yeah. the standards you're working on. Because we, we are, as you say, we have a pressure compartment and, and we have, uh, we also, when, when we, um, we call it the, the small piston, which uh, is the end cap of the piping. And then mm -hmm. we have the, the big piston, which is the full face of the flange. So we need to take care of some uh, significant loads as we go along. And then, but then we have a test program, functional and, and load wise. And then we also have the NVGL certifying it according to 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 the standard we make. So it's not uh, it's it's just an ID from uh, from a Norwegian company, but still we use recognized uh, systems around us to 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 to, to uh, be able to, to to put it to the market with confidence, if you like. I mean, uh, we want to make sure that the kit is strong enough to do, for the job it's going to do. Uh, 
and then so you're doing you're doing a lot of research and development in your facility. Yep. You're you're doing a lot of factory assessment testing at, at different stages of developing a tool and and likely uh, equally doing the testing specific to the individual applications. Absolutely. And and then if I heard you right, you're also having a third party witness and audit that process from a certification standpoint. Yes. Right. Because uh, not everyone I've heard about IK, but but uh, basically everybody knows uh, DNVGL. So um, so so so, that, so that, D, DNV is your is your third party certifier. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Well, you know what. We don't see them as much onshore, although all of the pressure authorities onshore in Canada, um, there's seven of them across the country. Those are uh, regional government authorities. They would yeah. certainly know. And I, I've worked with all of them with our other uh, pressure components. And we, we provide them uh, when we're working with off, um, with, uh, with European uh, design, uh, they're familiar with DNV, but you know, the offshore industry in Canada and equally in, in the U S, um, DNV, you know, is certainly a, a big player in the officer certification, um, mm. even, even in, in North America. So uh, listeners who are, uh, in Atlantic Canada or in the Gulf coast, um, that are working offshore will all be familiar with, uh, with DNV certified, uh, design. Mm. Absolutely. So that's, that's at least how we operate. Okay. Where, um, where do you see taking the technology in the future? Like what kinds of, uh, when, when are we going to do an add on gate valve on Mars as an example? <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you need the process system up there and then, uh, then we'll, we'll be, actually, actually we, we do job on, uh, on, on recently started uh, up uh, installation in the in the North Sea, you know the bathtub curve. Uh, there are some debugging in the in the early phase, and then there's a yeah. regular phase, and that at, at the late life there's other issues. So so we're uh, we're preparing jobs on really new installations. But 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 uh, if you if you fix the installation on Mars, we'll replace the valves. Right, uh, definitely. Definitely going through uh, um, from from the first tool to the the last tool we we, we have made now. It's a huge difference. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of new uh, new things built into it to make it easier to operate and uh, and even safer if you, if if you want. Mm -hmm. So uh, but next step maybe be under the sea, huh? On the seabed. Yep. Under the sea. You do it uh, subsea. Yep. Well, that's that. That would be uh, that would give you two levels of um, energy isolation, wouldn't it? You'll be isolating the pressure component, and you'll be isolating the external um, the external pressure uh, at the same time. That should be a, a fun. But you've got you guys have uh, worked on uh, on a range of. I mean, I think that's your that's where you started is in subsea applications. So mm, yeah. you, you certainly have a strong background in that. Yep. So let, let's dive into. Um, Frequently asked questions like what uh, what are customers generally asking when they when they make an inquiry when you start to have conversations with them? Uh, I mean, quite naturally, they they are very focused on what we call the dynamic seal, the seal that we have around the circumference of the flange. Okay, uh, the bolt holes are plugged with uh, basically mechanical plugs. 
mm-hmm. that are bolted up to to our kit. Uh, but the dynamic seal is um, is also effectively a plug, but it it looks it's a pre-energized seal, uh, and it's going ceiling wise directly from the surface of the of, of the circumference and up to the to, to the inside of, of the AOGV, but but it's uh, it's a big seal. It is moving. It's also uh, right to say it's a robust seal because sometimes it, is, it comes it to 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 surfaces that are not that good actually. Mm. So we need to know that we can seal even on, on those. Mm. But but all the seals are static uh, with respect to to the piping system, and and uh, any movements are taken with within the tool. Yeah. And then uh, they're also concerned. I mean, the the, the yellow bit. It, I mean, the, the OGV is normally yellow. Uh, they think we can handle that. The, the pressure housing and stuff. They, they think we can handle that. Uh, but I'd say that the next concern is the is the condition of their own flange. Mm-hmm. What what is the because at the end of the operation we will uh, first first we will remove the flange. No, the sorry, the the, the gasket, yeah. and then at the end of the operation, we will we will uh, reseal that uh, with a with a new gasket, and uh, there's quite a lot of focus on on uh, bringing in the uncertainties, if you like. What is the condition? What is the history of the of the plant? Uh, and so far, I mean, on all of them, we have we have sealed well, but there there's always a discussion on what. What, what 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 can we expect to find, and then then it's important to know that we have access to that space, so so we can do things with with the tool as well, and then thirdly that you have we are going to move the piping, and right. uh, when we we are going to spread those flanges something between fifteen and uh, for moderate pressures I'd say up to forty millimeters, and then. For really big ones, uh, big maybe up to a hundred millimeters on on the on the really big. And that really is determined by the thickness of the spade that you're needing to install to give you enough room. Absolutely, and then uh, the 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 piping has to be uh, be stretched, flexed. uh, Yeah, for this purpose, we calculate it. But but uh, depending on the experience of the team we are talking to, is anything from hyperventilating to to uh, being really cool, I mean, of course, I mean, steel pipes are soft. So, right. but but it, it it we we calculate we we calculate the stresses with that particular displacement. On the site survey, we have a look uh, on the pipe supports and st- where can we uh, where where can we ease off uh, uh, the the operation with, with with the plant that we did now for the butane loading. We put rollers. Below the pipe because we had to move uh, uh, 100 meters of liquid-filled uh, 18-inch piping to 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 make because it was totally stiff until we came down to an expansion loop. So so again, also also the the the, the manipulation of the piping is is a planned process that that we have to 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 take into consideration. Right. And we've covered sizes. We've talked about temperatures. We've talked about gaskets. Um, corrosion on the old flange, uh, distance to split the flanges. Um, how about how do you build the tool? Like, what's the walk, walk me through the sequence? Mm-hmm. 
Well, just pay back a bit back to the to the flange conditions because we uh, if, if it's cramped if we have, you have a three piece valve if you have uh, limited space we we uh, can 3D scan everything and know so we can basically replicate and make the same uh, setup for the uh, mock up in the workshop to see that uh, it will fit yeah. when we have uh, have looked at this uh, thing. Well. We are now we are now what we call the third generation. If if we are only two years down the line, uh, we have uh, based on the experience we have uh, uh, we have standardized as long as, as 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 far as standardization goes with IK because we are we, our culture is bespoke. And mm -hmm. uh, and uh, and for everyone in North America, bespoke means custom. <laughs> yes, <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. And uh, so so we now have a, have a, an overall geometry of what it's looking like. We, we are starting to 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 build rules of how we do it. Right. Uh, getting rid of uh, head scratching and creativity in in places where we have. Uh, a fixed answer. So, but we we have a three D modeling tool that we we created with, and and the, the the starting point is the thickness of the spade and the the diameter of the flange and the thickness of the flange, number of holes and stuff. So there's some some basic geometry that we take out of tables and measurements, and then we need uh, some internal gate valves so that we can separate ourselves. But we have the the things that we need to to fit into. A, a smaller uh, um, overall geometry as we possibly can fit it, but still making it strong enough. But but it, it's it's a mechanical device uh, with some uh, ceiling ceiling uh, surfaces and and joints, and we are also bolting up this because we have to build it. We have to to erect it on on the flange itself when we get there. I mean, we we come with obviously two halves that we have to join around the flange. Um, and we have to make sure that it seals and can move uh, the ways uh, we, we need to, to to put in the different mechanical parts. It's, it's a very mechanical piece of equipment. Mm -hmm. actually, it's actually 100 parts, up to 100 parts and maybe more. Right. It's, it's 100 design parts. Design yes. parts, mm -hmm. yeah. And then, uh, then there's like overall, if you, if you think about the washes and stuff, we have 500 parts. Right. So, 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 and, so, and the the assembly on the piping, there's three, five, six major components that you're installing in step by step. But what, yeah. what are those major components? Uh, I know, I know there's, I know there's 500 parts, but those are many of those things are are integral to major components of the tool. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So, so we we come what what we call the main body. Which is uh, uh, sitting on the well. Firstly, the the dynamic seal, the, the seal between on the circumference, mm -hmm. and then uh, that is also carrying the main body parts, upper and lower, and and that is what is really the the interface with with uh, pressure wise with uh, the system, and then we put on the integrity clamps, which is going to take the uh, the the actual loads. From the big piston, I mean, when we pressurize the full face of the flange, and then we put on uh, two two pockets, one uh, on on the lower half, uh, which is going to receive the gasket, however that looks, and then the top 
uh, launcher, which is the real uh, the the big access where we right. can launch uh, we can launch uh, scraping tools for the for for the face of the flange. We can launch we launch the spade. Uh, we uh, we eventually launch the new gasket, and uh, and we have rods going through stuffing boxes where we can manipulate these these items. But there's there's uh, f four uh, if we go radially, there's four big bigger elements that were, that we put on. Some of them we will put on on each side of the flange. So uh, so there's some big 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 chunky items that that we put on. Okay. So the other question that I uh, that I thought customers would ask was really about weight of the tool and and how do you support that? Like, what are, yep. what's your pro, what what are, what are these things weigh? How do you address that weight when it comes to any particular piping system and application? Mm -hmm. I think that's a good question, and uh, and we they're normally above manual lifting, so we we need we need a a rigging system to get it in. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, so we're talking hundreds of kilos. Right. So so the the full assembly would be um, between uh, one and a half ton. I mean, for I mean, it, it, we are under hundreds of kilos with with smaller ones, but they 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 soon grow more than a ton, less than five tons, I'd say. Right. I think we'll we'll by the year at the end of the year have made one which is maybe ten, eleven, twelve tons. Fifteen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I hope we can say yeah. something there. Yeah, something still, around 40, 50. Uh, yeah, uh, and uh, and so and and we 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 use lifting gear to get it in. Uh, it is always suspended. We don't we don't rest it on the piping. Okay. So we sp suspend it through the uh, the operation. Uh, and that's one of the, one of the ways that you're addressing any any piping loads is yeah. it's. It's sealing and activating on the piping, but it's always in a rigged situation so that the load yeah. is supported yeah. externally. Yeah. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and it's also important that after we have installed it, we have a major, we have different steps of verifying that we, we know what we're doing as we go along. Uh, but then there's a final leak test that we have, which is typically one one or 10% above the actual in, internal pressure in the system. Right. So, so as you're, you're, you're proving, you're proving um, uh, seal integrity, just like you would hydro testing any pressure component yeah. or yeah. air testing, depending on the nature of the, of the medium you're using. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Gotcha. Uh, we're actually following the hot tapping, the, 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 the 2201 RP. Uh, okay. For the, <laughs> I mean, yeah. which, 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 oh, that's uh, interesting. Well, you know, when when I first saw um, this technology, you know what? You know, because you know we we do leak repair. We are a bolting contractor. We're a field machining contractor. We repair valves. We do hot taps. And I looked at this this contraption that you guys had 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 created, and I went, and I, I again, I just said, how genius! You've combined leak repair and leak containment with bolting and flange spreading mm -hmm. and hydro testing plugs and hot tapping and valve technology all into this elegant looking device that, um, you know, for me, I, you know, I'm a specialty services geek. I just think that this tool is beautiful. 
<laughs> Thank you, but uh, so do I. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know. I, I earlier in the conversation, you were mentioning how you were, you started sketching this on you know in the margins on 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 newspapers, and this isn't the first IK tool that was sketched on napkins and newspapers. <laughs> um, as I said, I, I work with your your sister company um, in in the UK a lot. And we, we've developed a, a whole set of different technologies together, modifications of different types of tools for some of our clients. So I was sitting uh, at, at, a, at a lunch meeting with, with a, a super major um, client, actually four of them. They were a turnaround group and they needed, they had a whole bunch of different testing, uh, isolation and testing challenges with the way that their test program required both radial and axial testing when they're doing hydro tests and they wanted energy isolation for when they only had one valve during a turnaround. And like, I literally, you know, I'm in the restaurant with my pen. I didn't have any paper. I didn't have the margins on a newspaper. <laughs> and I actually, I actually sketched out my ideas on how to create a, uh, an energy isolation plug uh, where they only had one valve and they wanted to have a double block and bleed, but this double block and bleed plug also needed to potentially take full system pressure if the primary mm -hmm. valve had failed. And and then we we designed another tool conceptually uh, that could um, uh, plug uh, in a long radius elbow. Mm -hmm. And I and I, I drew all of this on napkins. <laughs> um, <laughs> And, and then I and then I took my my phone and I took pictures of the napkins, and then I sent it to the design team over in in Darlington, and and then and, and that was the uh, that was the start of uh, of our elbow test plug and our energy isolation plug that we you know we together between the innovator and IK are, are bringing to customers. But it started off with a napkin. So I, I'm not an engineer, but I've got great a great team of engineers who work with me and and obviously partner with you guys as well. And, and I often refer to myself as the as a napkin engineer. So yeah, great. I think that that was. I mean, don't underestimate two D the design. I I say. Yeah. <laughs> well, and you know, I've, um, and I've seen that plug. I like it. I've I've seen the plug. I've touched it. Yeah, yeah. We we've done we've done a bunch of different versions that were. You know, we had we have a client, and they're they're a global global and uh, probably one of the large biggest. They have some very specific specifications around how they must hydro test and how they must isolate hmm. so literally all of the test plugs that were on the market didn't meet their spec and we actually didn't know that they had this restriction we just knew they didn't use test plugs and so when i sat with them and they said you know don can you fix this i'm tired of having to do full system hydro test and in process well inspection and having to get hydro testing waivers to do things on shutdowns and i i said well what's the problem and they said, well, our specification says that we need to both uh, uh, test welds radially, like a hoop test, a hoop test, but also axially, because mm -hmm. their interpretation of the ASME code says that you need to expand and stretch the weld in order to prove its integrity. And so they just didn't use plugs. And um, so we, we just developed a whole range of new plugs that did exactly what they needed, and uh, and now we do all their work with with your technology. So, mm -hmm. and it would, it all started off in a steakhouse with a napkin. Yep. <laughs> yeah, but also understanding the problem. I mean, if if you, I, yeah. I, I'm a That's firm a believer, uh, if you if you really specify the problem, uh, you, you just turn that definition 
upside down and you have the solution. Yeah, well, and in- innovation doesn't mean invention. Uh, innovation often means taking two or three existing technologies and then making a fourth that combines features of all of those things to make something better and different. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's what you guys have done with that on gate valve is, you, you know, obviously you had a lot of details to work out, but you, you know, the, the elegance of what you've done for me is combining leak containment with flange spreading with valve insertion with spade insertion being able to swap out gaskets under pressure mm-hmm. uh you know it's hot tapping and valve activation and leak repair and bolting all in and hydro testing plugs um at, all in one one uh, really creative innovation that i think um most people don't know about and hopefully this podcast will give us um uh, an opportunity to, to 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 get the word out to way more people than uh, me and Kenneth having to do it one to one with customers one at a time. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's so. Um, let's kind of you know this sort of tool because it's so different and and it it uses so many different things. No one's seen anything like this before, so they've never thought about how to use it. Mm-hmm. Um, what should customers be thinking about? Uh, or asking themselves and asking you that maybe they're not because this is a bit of a mindset shift or a paradigm shift in terms of what they could do uh, once they get to know, like, and trust this technology. Hmm. Well, one one of the things that we have uh, heard, again, walking around is uh, the, 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 if only this flange had a valve. Right. And basically, yeah. that's what we bring along. Yeah. Oh, that's the simplest value proposition that you solve, right? Mm. If only this flange had a valve, and that's exactly what you deliver. Mm. Oh, when you look around, when 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 the audience looks around their facility and says, "If only this flange had a valve, we solved that." Mm. Yeah. That's kind of the short version of it, and we just <laughs> nicked it uh, from a from a conversation <laughs> with uh, with the customers. So. Well, so, so, some sometimes the best value propositions are the ones your customers tell you, right? Absolutely. We have an application actually looking into using this as a, as a gate valve. Mm. Yes, we do. <laughs> well, you know, where you've got, you've got clients who just want to install it and then use it as its component. Yes. Uh, and just leave it installed. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's they've interesting. Even, even, these are pipeline valves for an oil line and, and they're even, they've even purchased the valves, but, but they're so this 24 inch 1500 pound system it's not running at the at a high pressure well it's running around 50 bar uh but uh but they are very heavy so so ah that's interesting if they have to shift something like 90 tons of steel out and in back in again so so if they can at least for a period of time use our our aogv to to enter to open the launcher to 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 get in the pig, mm. uh, that's that's uh, the the real application. So, so picking like two three times. A actually, year also. Mm. So, yeah. um, but they they have the valves in the in the warehouse, but they they don't want to launch that big project. So normally they will put in a pig when they shut down. Yeah, in the shutdown. Mm-hmm. But they will use this tool as a gate valve and and close. Uh, put in a spade and put in a, in a in a, mm-hmm. in a pig, mm-hmm. and then and then pick the line. So the, the plan, the, 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 I mean, the, the operational status is that they can 
to a, to a some extent plan the, the picking. But but if if an upstream plant they, they have a tie-in, if they shut mm -hmm. down uh, uh, accidentally, uh, they will have to fill a line with uh, some nasty liquid, and they will have to to pick that one out, and then they need to 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 provoke a picking action, right. and then so it happens in between. Mm -hmm. So, so uh, an, it's an interesting use case to eliminate the need for installation of a massive valve or just the time it takes to uh, a, to actuate those valves. Yours, you know, that, that's an, an another interesting application. Are they are they talking about installing the uh, add-on gate valve um, just in front of the launcher? Is that is that yeah. what we're talking about? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. I got gotcha. you. So, uh, it, so it's it, it, it'll it it's a faster, more efficient way for them to access the launcher for regular pigging operations. Yep. Yep. Gotcha. Okay. You know, the other thing that I think about from a, a mindset shift on this, from you know, as I think about clients, is um, because this is a very different uh, approach. Um, when Many times, the 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 first people who see the need for the isolation might be people who are working within a maintenance budget or within a turnaround budget, and you know they can't you know they can't fathom um, uh, the budget change because this really in in many ways is a capital activity. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think the paradigm shift when they look at these kinds of isolations in terms of creating the right value and finding the right funds that are outside of the of the budget is to really look at operations and 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 look at production and you know customers need to be asking themselves you know who in operations and who in production um, beyond my maintenance team needs to be involved from a stakeholder standpoint so we can build the business case to do things differently. Absolutely, yes. absolutely. I, I think that's a major thing that clients and the audience needs to think about is that this does take a little bit more of an integrated approach between maintenance projects, um, operations, and and the production team to look at you know what's the value we're going to get from this technology, and it really is in in production time or in complexity of of, of eliminating. Um, many other isolation points because even on a turnaround you know to do some of the applications that we're talking about on a turnaround it's not them having to isolate and put a spade in in one place if they want to do um if they want to you know make some piping modifications or get access to that heat exchanger it's often not just that one 24 inch location when they're on a shutdown mm -hmm. They might have 40 or 50 blanks and blinds they need to install, mm -hmm. shut down to make it safe for people to access mm -hmm. that heat exchanger. Mm -hmm. Whereas using the add-on gate valve, you don't need to do all those other isolations as well as the primary isolation point. Um, that's a major thing to think about is eliminating dozens and dozens of um, offline shutdown blanks and blinds to accomplish that one thing, which is get me access to that heat exchange. Um, absolutely, absolutely. The, the high pressure case we had two years ago now was uh, replacing, we, we had 92 blinds to be set. I mean, you, you had to take down the pressure, put in 92 blinds, and then uh, we replaced that with keeping the pressure 
putting in one AUGV and 15 blinds on the other side. But, right. but, uh, but inserting the, the AUGV first gave, uh, simplified significantly the other 15. Right. Simplify those because it was shut down and it was, you know, a lot easier to degas. Much less. And you, you, you effectively from 92 to 15 blanks. Yeah. So and I'm not going to do that. And, and keeping the pressure, keeping the production going. Right. So you eliminated more than 70 bl uh, blinding applications. Yeah. That's incredible. Mm -hmm. That's, that's literally hundreds of thousands of dollars in manual activity right there. It is. Uh, anything else comes to mind that uh, customers need to think about from a uh, evaluation mindset shift uh, things to ask themselves several the business um, or the um, from three thousand to what do you say three thousand to thirty thousand barrels is the, is the business case yeah okay so if they have a production of in in that 3,000 to 30,000 barrels of, of loss of production when shutting down, then this is, this is where you're seeing a lot of value being created for clients. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. You know, I, 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 can, I can think of places where this is 100,000 barrel a day yeah. um, <laughs> yeah. application. Um, you know, when, you know, I think um, at the pipeline conference in Calgary last year, uh, Kenneth, I think there was actually one client that was talking about, um, at 50 kilometers of pipeline that um, that that this was going to solve some major issues on so um, you know I, I I often just my own frame of reference thinks about um, you guys in the offshore environment uh, whether it's topside or subsea me for the m most part being uh, land-based facilities process facilities um, but it's interesting that you brought up um, you know several kilometers of a butane line and the pipeline applications and the pig launch uh, or receiver applications mm. so uh, you know it really is wherever you look and see a flange and said i wish i had a valve um, hot cold high pressure large diameter small diameter um they're really they're really if you can if you have a flange there we can look at isolating it i think there's about do you see any um, any limit on a custom bespoke application if it was a 48-inch flare line or anything large like that? I mean, the pressures on those are are uh, are much lower, but the uh, obviously the diameters are are larger. If customers have those kinds of systems, are they are they in the realm of looking at from a from a custom application in the future? As long as we look at moderate pressure, I don't think uh, that uh, size is is an issue. Right. Uh, you know, often, often when I've done larger diameter um, isolations, it's been uh, with hot tap and line stop, and they are, you know, I've done them in thirty six and forty eight and sixty inch, hmm. and they are literally, you know, less, you know, ten bar or less. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that 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 would be fine. Of of course, as you go on on high pressure and 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 really big systems, that that is uh, is a different thing. Uh, but then uh, pressure can normally be adjusted uh, for the for the short period. We don't empty the lines. We we don't. There's a lot of savings still. I normally say it's it's easy to take the pressure down to. Uh, 
to a certain level. Yeah. From that zero is, mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. takes a long, long time. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more value in reducing pressure and flow for a little bit than shutting down as well. There is. Yeah. There is. Yeah. So, uh, so I think we'll we'll. Uh, there is a lot to talk about <laughs> with, with customers. Oh. Mm. Any other uh, final thoughts that we haven't covered in uh, the way you talk to customers and the the the, the things, the outcomes, the values uh, at Adam Gatefeld? Anything we haven't covered in in uh, in our conversation that you uh, you often talk to customers about? Anything we need to? I think. I any think. Closing, any closing thoughts? I think we are uh, we are on the same planet, definitely. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> so, and I think you have a good understanding of of what what this can do. So well, I, I certainly understand what it can do, and I just want to make sure that our, our time here gives a good coverage of, you know, having a high-level view, answering a lot of the frequently asked questions, helping customers think about how they can use this. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what, what's most important about our conversation today is, is, is for our audience to understand so that uh, we can get, uh, get them the opportunity to use this. So, mm-hmm. but, but if um, anything, that this looks like a normal conversations that we uh, we have with our clients as we approach right. them. So, and that's so. exactly what I wanted us to do: is is talk across the table, like uh, the client is at the table, and you're talking for an hour about what is it, how does it work? <clears throat> here's a bunch of things I don't understand. Help me understand this, and mm-hmm. here's how to think differently about it from a business case, so that I can really take advantage of the technology. And I think we've covered all that for, our, for all of our listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, in, uh, to kind of close things off, you know, we've, we've introduced that on Gatefeld, but uh, how do they get a hold of you guys? Uh, there is an animation out there, which is uh, quite good, I think. Uh, and and the, the simplest way is to, to type uh, aogv.no. Um, aogv.no. Yes. So you have a dedicated website specifically for add-on Gatefeld that people can go and visit. Yes. And uh, on there, they'll be able to see some anav- uh, animations to kind of visualize what we've talked about. Yes. Um, and on that site, they'll be able to find you as well. Yes. Yeah, they will. It's also a person. And, and also your, your corporate uh, website is what? Well, you will end up in the corporate website, but we've we okay. made a short one. Then we have a long URL, and then, then this is the short one. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that one is uh, IK Worldwide, right? Uh, IK hyphen Worldwide, I believe. After yeah. Google search it. And um, fantastic. So, mm-hmm. gentlemen, I think that covers our conversation today. We let you... You know, I appreciate you staying late in the day. I think we have an eight-hour time difference between you and I, and I get to start the rest of my day, and you guys get to go home to your families and have supper, hopefully. <laughs> right. Yeah, we will. But thanks for the opportunity. I mean, I uh, really appreciate it, uh, this opportunity. And Well, this will hopefully allow us a launching platform to get uh, Add-on Gatefeld introduced to all of our listeners, all of our uh, potential customers and clients, uh, here uh, on the other side of the pond, as they say. <laughs> Great. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate your time. Thank you. Thanks. And that's Bye. a wrap. Bye-bye. Bye. And there you have it. We truly do hope that you've enjoyed this episode of the Industrial Innovators Podcast. If you'd like to find or reach out to any of those on this episode, you can find IK Norway at ik-worldwide.com, and you can find Don and his company at innovator.ca. Please don't forget to leave a rating. It helps us a lot. And please be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Thank you so much for listening again, and we will see you next time.